With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Their opening day rotation right now is a bit of a mess. So they should be in on Snell. They should be in on Montgomery. FT Senior Insider, Ken Rosenthal, ready to go. Ken, I don't know if you caught any of our Giants conversation, but we were talking about a potential Matt Chapman fit. And of course, I think we've been talking about Blake Snell forever connected to this team. Where do you think they're at from a run prevention perspective? They need help. There's no question about that. And the news out of their camp today, Tristan Beck has an aneurysm in his shoulder, expected to miss significant time. Keaton Wynn is already down. They are waiting for Robbie Ray and Alex Cobb to recover from their own surgeries, and they won't be back until midseason. Their opening day rotation right now is a bit of a mess. So they should be in on Snell. They should be in on Montgomery. They should be in on Michael Lorenz and all of the remaining free agent starting pitchers. Now, I wrote today in the windup with our free newsletter at The Athletic that the Cody Bellinger deal for Blake Snell is not viable for most teams. And the reason for that is Blake Snell got a qualifying offer, rejected a qualifying offer. So he has a draft pick attached to him. If you give him a one-year opt-out, and you lose a draft pick, right? And then at the end of the season, he opts out. You can't get a draft pick back because the guy can't get his second qualifying offer. So that is bothering some teams, the idea of Blake Snell for one year. And then also the possibility that maybe Blake Snell isn't ready by opening day because we're almost at March here. Now, I know he's been training, as has Jordan Montgomery, at Scott Boris's training institutes. And Scott Boris said yesterday that those guys are up to speed. They're fine. Teams don't necessarily know that, and there's no certainty that he would be ready opening day. So that, too, is a concern. A one-year opt-out from a guy who might miss a month when you're paying him for six months, uh, you can see where teams are a little bit queasy. At the same time, it's Blake Snell. It's Jordan Montgomery. There are teams, not just the Giants, that need starting pitching. The Mets, certainly with the Senga news, definitely in need of starting pitching. I can think of a number of other clubs as well. Oh, the Boston Red Sox. Even the New York Yankees, if they want to add one more. And I'm just giving you a partial list here. So it's going to be a really interesting few days, few weeks, until all of these starting pitchers are signed. But as the spring goes on, guys, we know one thing, that more openings are going to emerge because guys do get hurt. Did the Dodgers cause this for the Giants? Because we were talking about the the Giants had – you know, 300 plus million for Correa. They had 300 plus million for Aaron Judge. Now all of a sudden, like, they don't have 300 plus million or 200 plus million. Like, they have half of that. They can get two players for for that of what's out there. But do you feel like, or is there a sense that the Dodgers, what they did, because the Giants aren't just trying to make the playoffs. Like, the division is way away. And Jordan Montgomery is not closing that gap. Right, and that is a problem, and that is something that they have to keep in mind. Now, Eric, it's a fair point to say, yeah, they had that money for Correa, they had that money for Judge, they had it for Otani and Yamamoto this offseason. 
Doesn't mean they want to spend it on Blake Snell. Doesn't mean they want to give him $200 million because maybe they don't value him at that level. And certainly teams have not met the value that Snell and Scott Boris are looking at. Blake Snell, we know this, two-time Cy Young winner, really good pitcher, doesn't go deep into games, had a couple of mediocre years in between the two Cy Youngs. So almost like Bellinger, there are some questions there. It's a flawed free agency in some ways. And that is the biggest problem he's facing. It's not that the Giants don't have money. They have money, and yeah, they need to spend it. But at the same time, they're not going to do something that they feel exceeds how they value the player. Teams just don't do that anymore. Okay, so they spent some of it on Lee, obviously. So that that some of that took out some of that money, and they've they got Jordan Hicks, and they've brought in some other pieces that they they think can help. But if I'm the Giants, and I'm a Giants fan, we've talked about this repeatedly, and everyone's kind of talked about it. The Giants need a star, right? They had Posey, they had Bonds. Are any maybe something you know? He's talking about the Dodgers holding it up. Maybe the fact that these guys aren't necessarily an everyday player star, like Judge was a star. Right, Correa was going to be the star, the face of the franchise. No offense to starting pitchers, but they only work every fifth or sixth day. So you can't market them like a Correa or a Judge or a you know a, a, you know Stanton, a Trout, a Harper, a Otani. Right. So is that what also holding the Giants up because they need a star and a starting pitching honestly just isn't a star. I don't know that that's the primary thing here. And I don't know, AJ, that they look at it exactly like that. We believe they need to start. In my opinion, I agree with you. They need an identity. They are kind of a faceless, I don't want to say soulless, but certainly a faceless team in some respects. And that's no disrespect to any of the players that they have, but they're not at the level that you're talking about. Matt Chapman, he's not that guy. He's a good player, really good defender. Blake Snell, not that guy. And it's different, as you said, with the starting pitcher anyway. Jordan Montgomery, the same. J.D. Martinez, you're looking at this list here. These are not guys in their prime stars like Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani. So I don't know that it's about that at this stage of the offseason. With Otani and Yamamoto, yes, it was about that to some degree. Certainly it was with Judge and Correa the year before. What it should be about now is just getting a rotation that you can deal with for the first half of the season until Cobb and Ray are ready and beyond. Because... Let's say, for instance, they sign Montgomery. Montgomery's not attached to a draft pick, so it's not the same thing as it is with Snell. If you sign Montgomery, he stabilizes your rotation for the first half, and he's there in the second half when, hopefully, Ray and Cobb come back. And then you've got Kyle Harrison. You've got some others. You've got some interesting things going on at that point. So, yes, and of course, I'm not even mentioning Logan Webb, who is their star. So it seems to me, much as... For the Red Sox, they are that starting pitcher away from being who they want to be. They can get away without Matt Chapman. They've got J.D. Davis. They've got Flores. They've got some things that they can do. First base, third, D.H., of course, Soler will occupy now. But the pitching need, the starting pitching need is urgent. And that's even with Jordan Hicks coming over and translating or converting to a starter. They need more certainty in that rotation. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got a superstar for you. You wrote an article about him. A really good article about Mookie Betts and how he wants to be a legend. Now, if you look at it baseball-wise, he's he's not a Hall of Famer yet. And maybe some people would argue with me, but he still has to do things. Is he on his way? Absolutely. But there's other players that were similar. So is it more of a he wants to be a legend when he's done based on what he is off the field? And then obviously adding that to what he did on the field? It's a combination, Eric. And when I was interviewing him the other day for Fox, I do these interviews during spring training for our future pregame shows. It really stood out to me when he said that. Guys in baseball don't normally talk like that to begin with. And he wasn't bragging. He was just saying, I want to be that guy people remember. I want to have a legacy as not just a great player, but someone who kind of brightened people's days. And he talked about how sometimes when fans who were shy would come up to him from an autograph in the past, he was not that into it. Now he's trying to embrace that. And his friends, from what he told me, have been on him about this, his childhood friends. Hey, man, you are that guy. You've got to be that guy. Embrace it. So that's what he was talking about. And yeah, I would say he has a ways to go still before he is a total Hall of Famer, but he's well on his way. And you can make the argument if he retired right now, he might even be a Hall of Famer. So it transcends even what he does on the field. It transcends him as a possible Hall of Famer. He's talking about a legend in the game. And a legend is a guy who is remembered both on and off the field. That's how he thinks of it. Ken, I mean, I played with Mookie when he first came up. How refreshing was it to hear someone say this? Because like you said, baseball players don't talk like this. They don't say... Hey, especially about like the autograph stuff, I, you know, my kid, my boys at home are getting on me. I mean, this was awesome to hear, especially a guy of Mookie's stature and what he's already done in the game and because he's still young and what he's going to continue to do in this game. So this was like one of the best things I've ever heard anybody say. AJ jumped out at me while I was interviewing him. It put off like the light bulb in my head and it wasn't bragging. I want to make that point clear. A guy might say something like that and you would think, whoa, who used to say that? But he wasn't making that point like, hey, look at me. I want to be a legend. He was saying, I want to be remembered as someone who did really positive things on and off the field. That is refreshing. It's refreshing that he's taking that responsibility to be that guy off the field. And yes, it is refreshing in this sport to hear guys from time to time not beat their chest, but at least acknowledge what they want to be. Verlander does this. He talks about how he wants to be a Hall of Famer. He wants to be that guy. And in this sport, you guys can speak to it better than I, that is frowned upon. That kind of talk, at least in all my years of doing this, has been frowned upon. It's gotten a little bit better in recent years. There's been more individuality, sometimes to a fault, and it has not been discouraged to the same extent. But I often think as a reporter, I wish these guys were more like NBA guys because the NBA guys, they consider themselves stars and they talk like it and they act like it. Now, it can get out of hand from time to time, but you know what? It's a little bit more entertaining. It's easier to wind it back. And I think you did a great job in the article showing and, and selling the fact that he was not being arrogant at all. Like it was like he even said in the, the one quote you had was, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, but I'm just going to try my best. And I think that. I think that was awesome. So we go from 
a guy who wants to sell himself, sell the game, to the Pirates and Orioles game, which has Paul Skeens, top five player in the game, Jackson Holiday, number one prospect in the game, and Corbin Burns all playing, and we can't even get like we can't even get like a stick figure video of it. Like, please, like something. Just even this, like, just go to the game. Somebody do this, hold it, right? We could do it on on Instagram Live. Can someone get rights like that? Oof, or you can be, just tell they'd be in trouble if they got any followers. It's 2024. How is it not televised? How is every spring training game not televised at this point? That again, we talk marketing for the sport. Ken, what are we doing? That's a great question, Scott. And I don't know the answer to the particulars on this individual case, why this one game is not on. And if we went to MLB, they would tell us that they're having this prospect series and you're going to be able to see Paul Skeens versus Jackson Holiday. <laughs> I get it. But the point you guys make is fair. And this is something that the average fan, even a casual fan, would want to see. The top pitching prospect in the sport and the top hitting prospect in the sport potentially facing off with a former Cy Young winner in the mix as well. Again, I don't know exactly why this game isn't on. And in the future, it would certainly behoove baseball to make that happen. And maybe as we enter the streaming era and as these television rights deals change, we'll start to see more of this. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this kind of thing, but you guys raise a valid point. It drives me nuts from time to time, these kinds of things that pop up when the game is not being promoted well enough. And I would go back to the jerseys. I know I've been harping on this, but why would you shrink the letters on the jersey? No. Somebody, there had to be quality control somewhere where someone said, what are we doing here? And evidently no one did. Yeah. If they squint, we get more attention for it. Yeah. So, uh, we are showing this too, Ken, just for context. This is how many spring training games will be implemented to the world uh, per team. The Angels lead the pack. That's probably just about all of them. At 32, you see the teams like the Cubs, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Red Sox. I notice also some of the teams that have their own network are higher up on that list. And actually, the team on the bottom, on the other side, the Cincinnati Reds are at 10. That's an exciting ball club. You get to watch a third of their games for all of spring, and otherwise it's like a, a phone highlight. So, yeah, I'm with you just to double down. I I get it. There's there's contracts in play and, and BS that we don't know all about, just like the number one complaint from fans, which is blackouts. But there's got to be a better way at this point. And I think in 2024, people are just like, give me something. It doesn't That's have right. to be – I mean, obviously we want it to be a 30-camera shoot and, and the whole deal, right? But it doesn't always have to be Fox perfection since I will say, I mean, they've set the standard on that front, but it's not the World Series. It's spring training. If I got five cameras, I'm happier than nothing. Oh, absolutely. Even at Fox, AJ knows this, we have more cameras on Fox games than FS1 games often, and that's just the way it is. But it's getting out there in, in a professional way. You're right. This can be done. I'm not sure – exactly what the contractual holdup was here, what the reason is, and you can't just violate contracts to put a game on. But I would think in the future, this is the type of thing MLB would want to address. Ken, I got an idea for you. Since you're in Florida now, welcome to God's country. Um, you could go to Sarasota today. I think the game's in Sarasota, is it not? And you could take your little phone and you could hold it up. You know, we, we know how well you hold your phone up. You've done it for like 15 minutes at a time. So you should be in shape now. And just hold the phone there, and we'll just all jump on. You do a, you start a, 
Twitter live, Paul Skeens versus Jackson Holiday versus Corbin Burns, and we'll all tune in, and there, that's the answer. It's a great idea, AJ, but it's not going to happen. No, we'll see. And you're just not for the game, Ken. You have just you're just not for Major League <laughs> Baseball promoting yourself. See how this works? Arizona right now. That's one problem. <laughs> okay. All right. So last question here. We have a super chat from Zillow. Does Ken see the Yankees making another move? It seems like with an all-in move like Soto, they get they gotta address the rotation still, line up in bullpen or set. I would love to see them get one more starter if I were a Yankee fan. I don't know that it's entirely necessary. And keep in mind, they've got Cole, Rodon, Stroman, Cortez coming back off the injury like Rodon. And they've got Clark Schmidt. They also have some other younger pitchers that they feel will contribute like Will Warren this season. I don't know that it's imperative. The problem is, what if Rodon and Stroman and all of the guys I just mentioned aren't for whatever reason what they should be, either from a performance standpoint or from an injury standpoint? then it becomes more urgent. Right now, is it urgent? No. But if they acquired or signed Snell or Montgomery, just for the sake of discussion, would they be maybe the team to beat in the American League? You could probably make that case. But I don't know that it's urgent, and that's probably why they're not jumping. They've made moves, and they are on paper a pretty good-looking team. I just don't know that they see the need to go out and spend X dollars on X pitcher when there isn't a glaring need right now. Ken, we appreciate the time. As always, good to see you. Enjoy AJ's Sunshine State. <laughs> good stuff. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.